Welcome to the Thumb Body Show, where we prove that even your thumb can change the world. That's impossible. Join host Jimmy Gibson as we explore the zany world of entrepreneurship and personal branding. We'll cover topics like storytelling, public speaking, writing your first book, content creation, and video, and occasionally... Our host may even perform a few magic tricks for you. But don't worry, we're not all business. Oh no. Oh no. We like to have a little fun and embrace our inner weirdness. Are you ready to unleash your inner thumb entrepreneur? That's that's not even a word. Ready to make a difference in the world? This is the show for you. Join us on the Thumbbody Show and let's spread the power of one of a kindness. What does that even mean? You're not a nobody. You're a somebody. You're a thumbbody. Welcome to the Thumbbody Show, where we explore the busy intersection of personal branding and entrepreneurship. This is episode 14. I'm your host, Jimmy Gibson, and I'm here to remind you that you are Thumbbody special. Yep, by now, you should be fully in the know about the Thumbbody brand and the backstory. No? Invest another 10 minutes in episode number one. The full story is there. I'm bringing back a brand from my childhood that was abandoned in the late 1970s. On the Thumbbody Show, we're all about spreading the power of one-of-a-kindness. We believe that everyone has unique gifts and talents that can be used to make a positive impact in the world. Today, we're going to be covering the topic of why you should forget about your weaknesses and focus on your unique talents. I wrote a book called Chasing Carrots Won't Help You Find Your Purpose If You Were Born to Love Bananas. Over the next few episodes, I'm going to be sharing insights from my book and guiding you on a journey to uncover your true purpose. If you'd like to pick up a copy of the book, it's available on Amazon and most online booksellers. In Chasing Carrots, I tell an allegorical tale about a monkey who thinks he's a rabbit. Monkey, our protagonist, has lost his way. He's been distracted by the carrots of life and has forgotten who he really is. The stakes are raised as Monkey faces a choice. Figure out who he really is or sacrifice his identity forever. What are you great at? Now, I didn't say good. There's something that you love, something that people know you for, something that lights you up, something that you're great at. I believe you already know what I'm talking about. Let's get started with the Thumbbody Show. And now, and, and, and now, our special segment. It's, it's what, what you've, you've been, been waiting, waiting for. All right, welcome back to the Thumbbody Show, where we continue exploring personal growth, self-discovery, and making the most of our time. In today's episode, we're diving into birthday lesson number three, necessity. We'll discuss how to identify and embrace the essential activities that define us and make us who we are. So without further ado, let's get started. In our previous episodes, we talked about investing in your name and adjusting your relationship with time. That was episode 12 and episode 13. Now it's time to take a closer look at the activities in your life that seem to make time vanish. Those pursuits that you may have ignored 
for far too long. Let's go back to birthday lesson number one in episode 12. What adjectives did you use to describe your name? Maybe you considered yourself a musical person, but you haven't picked up an instrument for years. Or perhaps your excellence lies in planning and organizing events, crunching numbers, or something else entirely. It's important to recognize both the easily labeled skills and the more abstract interests that defines you. So what is birthday lesson number three? Birthday lesson number three, necessity. Pay attention to where excellence shows up in your life. If this activity were taken away, you wouldn't be you. It's a necessary part of you. The key is to focus on those areas where excellence and persistence are present, where your heart beats just a little bit faster, you're more determined, and that activity stays on your mind even when you're not engaged in it. Others might actually accuse you of being obsessed, but that's simply because this activity is essential to who you are. It is a necessary part of you. Now, I want you to list three activities or interests that if they disappeared from your life tomorrow, that would fundamentally change who you are. Take a moment to think about this, jot some down. If you're driving, just sort of name them out loud, sort of keep a list in your head. Great. Now, you'll probably have to go back and listen to this episode uh, multiple times, but just reference that list. If you jotted it down, if you said them out loud, if you had to eliminate two of these activities and keep only one, which one would best capture the essence of who you are? Now, this often can be an activity that you've been drawn to since childhood. Also, you may notice that your list of three activities is interconnected. By focusing on the one that remains, you'll likely be able to still engage with the other two in some capacity. Don't worry, this exercise is meant to be thought-provoking and may require revisiting more than once. Once you've identified that one essential activity, think about what makes it so special to you. How can you use that gift to benefit your family, your neighborhood, or even your city? Is this talent particularly well-suited for addressing a current issue in the world? Consider why this gift is not only necessary for your identity, but also valuable for those around you. All right, let's uh, get real for a moment here. We all have strengths and weaknesses, right? But here's the thing, focusing on your unique gifts instead of constantly trying to improve your weaknesses can make a world of difference in your life. Let me explain why. First off, when you're doing something that you're naturally good at and passionate about, you'll be way more motivated and engaged. I mean, who doesn't want to spend time on something they actually enjoy and excel in? That's using positive energy and commitment, folks. It'll show up in your results, whether in your personal life or your career. Now, another advantage of honing your unique talents is that it sets you apart from the crowd. You know, in today's competitive world, having that one-of-a-kind skill can be a game-changer. By developing and showing off your strengths, you're building a personal brand that makes you unforgettable and appealing to others. Trust me, it's a win-win situation. And let's not forget about the satisfaction and fulfillment. When you're using your gifts to make a difference in the world, it's much easier to find meaning and purpose in your life. There's nothing quite like that rewarding feeling of knowing you're contributing to something bigger by leveraging your strengths. Oh, 
And one more thing, when you're thriving in your element, you can inspire others to explore their own talents and passions. It's like a domino effect of positivity in your community and beyond. Remember, as a thumb body, we're all about spreading the power of one of a kindness. So instead of trying to be a jack of all trades and master of none, why not invest more time and energy into nurturing your unique gifts? Not only will this help you stand out and make an impact, but also lead to greater satisfaction and fulfillment in your life. And really, isn't that what it's all about? As we come to the end of this episode, let's reflect on the importance of recognizing and embracing the activities that define us. By understanding and nurturing these essential parts of ourselves, we can lead more fulfilling lives and positively impact those around us. Now, I hope you found the value in birthday lesson number three, necessity, and it's provided some insight into the activities and interests that make you who you are. Remember, our unique skills and talents are a crucial part of our identity and have the potential to make a real difference, and it's part of your personal brand. So be sure to subscribe to The Thumbbody Show on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. We'd also like to hear your thoughts, questions, feedback. Reach out to us on social media, send us an email. Anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on The Thumbbody Show. But hold on. Before we wrap it up, I'd like to share the results of my exercise from today's episode. As a reminder, here was the request. I ask you to list three activities or interests that if they disappeared from your life tomorrow would fundamentally change who you are. Take a moment, think about it, jot them down, say them out loud. Let me tell you my three. My three, when I thought about it, was number one, being silly. Well, perhaps you can tell from the intro of this show, it's not your typical podcast intro. Even the name of the podcast is silly. You probably thought so when you discovered the show for the first time. I mean, why take things so seriously? I wrote a book about a monkey who thinks he's a rabbit. Number two, performing. I've enjoyed the spotlight since I was a kid. If there was family around, I was putting on a show of some kind. If my parents had a yard sale, I was selling tickets for 25 cents for a backyard magic show. Hmm, magic. That leads me to number three, magic. I've been obsessed with magic since I was about four years old. Seriously, while others were attending sports camp, I was attending magic camp in Long Island. It was actually the same magic camp David Blaine attended. I've produced and performed in shows for theme parks. I've performed at the MGM in Las Vegas. My TEDx talk includes magic. In fact, the title of it is You Have Magic Power, Use It for Good. I had my own magic theater in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I guess it's the lens in which I see the world. Now, the second part of the exercise was as follows. If you had to eliminate two of these activities and keep only one, which one would best capture the essence of who you are. Now, this can often be an activity you've been drawn to since childhood. Yep, that was magic. Also, you might notice that your list of three activities is interconnected. So by focusing on the one that remains, you'll likely be able to engage in the other two in some capacity. Now, if I consider my list above, I could actually cross off being silly and performing. Why? If I'm left with magic, then I still get to perform. The way in which I perform includes quite a bit of humor and silliness. So take a look at your list. I believe you'll find your top three are probably intertwined enough to eliminate two, and you still get to include them as components of the one that you're left with. Now, in the spirit of my necessity skill, I believe it's time for a magic trick. Prepare to be bamboozled and bewildered and mind blown.
time for an irresistible magic trick. Hold on to your headphones. I'm going to try to demonstrate mind control by just using your imagination, nothing else. You might think that's impossible, that our imaginations are sacred and always involve free choices, but you'll see that even if you make free choices, your thoughts can be controlled. So first I want you to close your eyes. Obviously if you're driving, don't close your eyes, but you'll have to think a little bit harder. I want you to concentrate on my voice and form your own mental picture as I'm speaking to you. We're depending on that imagination. Now, imagine yourself in the land of Oz. You know what it looks like. We're standing on the yellow brick road. Over in the distance is the Emerald City. And standing there right next to you are your three friends. The Scarecrow, the Tin Man, and the Cowardly Lion. I'm sure you remember them. First, they're all facing you. You tell them to run around in a circle, just like a game of musical chairs. They run around and around, chasing each other. Now, I want you to tell them to stop. When they stop, they form a line in front of you, facing you. One of them is on your left, one is in the center, and one is on your right. I want you to imagine that now. Remember, your friends are the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, and the Lion. But because they just mix themselves up, you get to decide who is on your left, who is in the middle, and who is on your right. Now, by left and right, I always mean your left and your right as you're looking at them. So it's a completely free choice, but look at them now carefully and notice where each one is standing. Now listen closely to my instructions. If there is a character standing to the right of the lion, have them leave now. They go back on the yellow brick road and we don't see them again. So maybe one of them just left, I don't know, but of course, Maybe there wasn't someone standing to the right of the lion. So if there wasn't anyone standing to the right of the lion, do this instead. Have the friend to the left of the scarecrow leave and send that friend back on the yellow brick road. Now, if there wasn't anyone standing to the right of the lion or the left of the scarecrow, just have your friend standing in the middle leave. If you followed those instructions, you've got two friends left. Remember which two friends are standing still, watching you. Ask them to mix themselves up, again, running around in a circle. Just watch them run around, and now tell them to stop. They stop, and they're standing facing you. There's exactly two of them. Notice who is standing on your left and who is standing on your right. Listen closely. If the two characters facing you are the Scarecrow and the Tin Man, have the one on your left leave. If the Lion is one of the characters, have the character to the left of the Lion leave. But if there's no character to the left of the Lion, just have the character that is standing on your right leave. This means you have exactly one friend left. He's standing there facing you. He's smiling because your choices decided which friend left and which friend was still with you. And you are lucky, because the friend you picked is a friend who is loyal and true. In fact, he's known for his courage. It's the cowardly lion, isn't it? 
if you're imagining that you're standing with the cowardly lion right now, give yourself a hand. Great. Open your eyes. Everybody out there in Thumbbody land, you should have all picked the lion. You had a completely free choice, didn't you? But Oz is a magical place, and I was able to be part of your imagination. Watch exactly what you were imagining and see who you chose. At least, that's the way I like to imagine it. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Before you go, here's our rule of thumb from today's episode. Ooh, a thumb tip. <laughs> As we wrap up this episode of the Thumbbody Show, let's summarize our key takeaways in the form of a rule of thumb for birthday lesson number three, necessity. Rule of thumb, identify and embrace the activities that define you and are essential to your identity. Focus on those pursuits that evoke excellence, persistence, passion, and consider how your unique talents can positively impact your life and the lives around you. By nurturing these essential aspects of yourself, you'll not only cultivate a stronger sense of self, but also contribute to the world in a meaningful way. You are as unique as your thumbprint, and your thumb can change the world. In our next episode, we will explore the birthday lesson of generosity and abundance. Until then, thanks for listening to The Thumbbody Show. Ready to become a part of the most exclusive club around? Wow, really? The Thumbbody Club is where it's at. As a member, you'll get a membership card. Oh, yeah. Be a part of the global community of Thumbbodies and receive a super secret weekly club newsletter. Wow. But that's not all. We've got a bag full of tricks coming throughout the year. Just go to imthumbbody.com to sign up. And the best part? It's totally free and worth every penny. <laughs> Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity. Join the Thumbbody Club today.